Hey, welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond, and this is the show where we help you get better at doing hard things. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Sam McIntyre, who is the co-owner of Tall Poppy Real Estate. And this conversation actually went a little bit differently to what I had initially thought it might. I'd initially thought that we'd be talking about the discomfort around sales and business, and we do in part... But actually, I think what ended up happening is more valuable because we really started chatting about self-awareness and emotional intelligence and personal mindset uh, and how Sam applies that not only in business, but in all areas of his life. It's a really fascinating conversation. There's a lot of juicy bits in there for, for everyone that you can go away and apply to your life today. Hope you enjoy our conversation, and thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with Sam and I this week. Welcome to the Red Chair. Thank Graham you, man. Yeah, yeah, very, very Graham Norton. I uh, can't quite get tipped over backwards. I do have some really awkward, horrible stories, though, that I could probably share with you. Sam, thanks for inviting me out here. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. Thanks for having me. It's only my second podcast of all time. Is it? What was your first? Uh, we've got an agent, real estate agent up yep. in uh, New Plymouth, great guy, Ryan McFadgen, and he yep. runs a regular weekly podcast, okay. and he nabbed me one time Oh, nice! Uh, without me knowing, and there I was on my first podcast. So you didn't know he was recording, or? No, I knew, but I didn't know in advance that we were going to be doing okay. a podcast, okay. so I just turned up and quite enjoyed it. Yeah, good, good, good. This is pretty casual as well, as we were just chatting about. But I like to, to give the listeners a little bit of something and the and the watchers today. Just a little bit of background about you. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? So I was born at Wellington Hospital, but I grew up on the Kapiti Coast. Mm-hmm. So this is where we are right now. And I've been here for most of my life. So I did a little short stint in Australia, five or six years on the Gold Coast, as most Kiwis seem to do. Uh, and then came back home thinking that I'd never come back home because you know Australia was so much better mm. than New Zealand as a young person came back home and really enjoyed it so yeah what brought you back home initially my wife's father's health issues mm-hmm. so that sort of forced a move and it was a good move it turned out to be everything happens for a reason I believe yeah. uh, and that was the push that we needed to come home Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they do call the Kapiti Coast, Coast the, the Gold Coast of New Zealand, don't they? <laughs> it's clutching its <laughs> a bit, I think. Um, great place, you know, relaxed, laid back, good place to bring up a family. So, you know, it's not quite the Gold Coast. I'd probably put that up in Bay of Plenty somewhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's home's home, I guess. It is, yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I've done a fair bit of traveling as well, and it's always... Like you always appreciate going away and you always appreciate going and seeing new things, even if there are things in Australia that are similar to New Zealand. But there's just something about coming back home and especially being a Kiwi, you get back to New Zealand and you're like, just, this just feels right. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I relate to that completely. So mm. I've done the, you know, the OEs as well and the, the Europes and the Asias and mm. the, these sorts of things. But home, coming home is always, always nice, no matter how long or short you've been away it is nice to come home home's home yeah even if it's a horrible kiwi accent uh at the ear point <laughs> just with the uh, tamara can you please uh, report to the reception desk yeah, yeah you're like oh, i'm back sam so so growing up around here 
Were there any big formative experiences when you were younger that have really sort of put you on this pathway, do you think? My current pathway? Yeah. Look, I believe, so to give the listeners a background, I'm in business. Uh, I uh, own and run a real estate company with another couple of guys. We're, we're a fast-growing company. We're a, a disruptor. And I've you can drop the name if you want as well. Tall Poppy Real Estate, we are. We, we have a lower fee, but we're delivering exceptional service. So I believe, so I'm a business owner. I believe that I was almost born an entrepreneur. So right from a very young age, I knew that I was an entrepreneur. Like I, I hate that word, actually. I never mm, call myself mm. an entrepreneur ever. But for the listeners out there, I guess that's a generic term that you could categorize people like me in but I was hustling stuff from a young age like I was my mum was a hippie so I'd come up with a business where I'd sell organic seedlings to all her hippie friends you yeah, know yeah, yeah. as a five six seven year old there was always a business there was always something when people asked me and I'm not money driven but this was my way of expressing it as a young person when people asked me what I wanted to be when I was older I said whatever pays the most mm-hmm. that was sort of like the that ambition so so in terms of where I am now, I feel that that was in me from, I, th- I think it is in you, well, from my own experience, but certainly events over time probably shaped where I am right now. And, and for everyone, that's the case, isn't mm. it? So something happens and then as a direct result of that, something else happens. And as I said earlier, I believe everything happens for a reason. So my things were probably around, so I'm in a disruptive company right now and I was a disruptive sort of a student at school <laughs> yeah. so those things would have shaped me so not many people would know I was suspended from primary school I was politely asked to leave I call it high school not for grades so my grades were exceptional I wasn't engaged I was bored mm. I was just bored I was there because I had to be there although they were good markets like being at college there's a thousand kids I can sell stuff to for my latest venture yeah 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 um, but probably some of those things along the way would have shaped where I am now mm, interesting. Um, and, and the, the lack of desire to, to go to the further education and take that traditional sort of route I guess it forces you into um, either going out and getting a job or you know studying at the university of life instead of you know spending three or four years doing something that you're never going to use later which most people seem to do I think I have one friend that actually took what they did and and went out and did something related. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, it's interesting like to hear it from that viewpoint as well in regards to the university side of things because obviously my day job is a physio, so my degree is directly related to what Have it is right. that I do. And I've got heaps of mates that are doctors and lawyers that are, are the same. But I think there's a massive case for a university education for something like that. But there's also maybe a, a case against it for just going to university and coming out with something at the other end that puts you in debt but doesn't actually give you a whole heap of skills that you can then go on and apply in life i agree so we hang out in different circles clearly because you're with the doctors and the lawyers and i'm with the others right so absolutely if you want if you want to be one of those guys you've got to go to university it's the only Mm. option Um, but for a whole lot of other people I feel like there's pressure from parents or family or it's just what you do and Mm. you go to university and you seem to study psychology (laughs) you and every other man and their dog and then you come out three years later with a debt not knowing what you're going to do with no extra skills and you've 
in my opinion, in that case, you've wasted three years of your life. You've probably gone and had a good time on the booze and, you know, been to a few great parties, mm. but, you know, you've got a debt and you've, you don't have much to show for it. So rather than going that route, I, um, I got a job and um, fortunately for me, it was a, a job that was well matched to me, which was sales, a naturally born selling person, salesperson, and, um, and I excelled in that job. So rather than the debt, I managed to save money. Uh, I bought my first house young, probably 20 or something like that, and, and took a completely different route to a whole lot of other people. I'm going to jump back a little bit there, Sam, and I want to talk about being a businessman. And you're quite like Gary V in that, hey, I, I like to be call myself a businessman rather than an entrepreneur. The right. word entrepreneur's got kind of sexy recently. Do you remember what it felt like when you were doing that when you were little? Like what excited you so much about it? That's a very good question, and I didn't know that that's on trend. And I like mm. the Gary V. Oh, mate, I'll take that. I don't watch too much of his stuff. Yeah. I think the people that spend too much time watching their stuff are the people who are not taking action. That's true. You, that's true. You take what you need when you need it, but these guys are just watching everything. How it felt? Well, excitement, and it still mm. is. Like to this day, I am excited every day. I'm excited to come to work. It's not work for me. It's absolutely not work. I hate the weekends. Like I would just work. I've got a I've got a family, so I know in my logical brain that I have to that I love my family and that I have to set the time aside and I need structure for that. That's the only way that I can manage that because I'm so excited about what I do always. So as a child, excitement, anticipation, mm. you know, the customers, the money coming in, the the investing that money and buying more of the whatever it was. Mm. Excitement. So it's the word. it's the excitement around the process that you're doing rather than kind of the, the big outcome? Probably the creation of something. So the process contributes to the creation, mm. the overall creation. But, you know, if I was um, a child and if we related it to video games or something like that as a child, I would play the games that you could build something. Like you'd grow an empire, you'd build a business, you'd build a theme park, you'd build an army, whatever it is, over the other sort of games or if there was something to win like a race I'm very competitive it would be like a winning one yeah okay interesting interesting and you've talked about your excitement around being in sales and how that just kind of feeds in and obviously it's you can see the energy that you have has there been times that you haven't been excited about what you do yes and employment Mm-hmm. Okay. Because again, someone like me, being told when you have to be somewhere, how long you have to be there, where you have to sit, when you can have lunch, how many holidays you can have. Not that I'm a holiday guy, but being controlled for mm. someone like me is not that enjoyable. So, yeah, more so in employment, but overcoming that with, hey, I've got targets to hit. Hey, I want to smash this goal. Hey, I'm about to set records. You know, overcoming it with that stuff was probably how I dealt with it. Mm. So I wasn't a bad employee. Again, probably disruptive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but when you're disruptive and getting results, you can get away with some stuff, which is fortunate for me. Otherwise, I just would have been like on the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's very true. Actually, if you're not bringing things home, then yeah, you get kicked out pretty quickly. I mean. This all speaks to a, a reasonably high level of self-awareness as well 
about the things that you the things that you like the things that you don't like and how you put that stuff into action is that something that you had from a reasonably young age or is that something that has developed over time self-awareness and emotional intelligence for Mm. me an area of growth Mm -hmm. so no i i wouldn't have had i wouldn't have well to some extent but definitely not what i have yeah and it's something that i actually work on especially the emotional intelligence side of things yeah yeah and i think um i mean they're they're big work-ons for me as well if i compare myself to where i was say 10 years ago probably the two areas that i've i've grown the most in as well so i'm I'm actually interested in how do you work on your self-awareness let's start with self-awareness and then move on to emotional intelligence yeah so i've been fortunate enough to to have enough money to um, work with good coaches so that's definitely a Mm. way so if you've got a mentor or a coach whether that's a personal one or a business one or you know whatever um, often you can work with these people so throughout my my career i've utilized different coaches but for a couple of years solid there i so i switched from a business coach which i felt that i needed at that time to a personal coach and there was basically two years of intensive work ons like just getting smacked in the face just yeah. taking the knocks like ruthless just getting told what you need to hear mm, mm. Um, so that was a, a two-year journey of extreme growth personal development working on awareness and and all sorts of stuff and often that's quite an uncomfortable process as well is because as you say you get smacked in the face by stuff that sometimes you don't want to hear or some you 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 uncover some part of yourself that you're like oh shit that's that's something that i really need to go and address but actually it's quite hard to to go and address like did you have times like that in that process i'm sure i did but when you want the growth when you want something Mm. you're just receptive to whatever when you pay for it yeah yeah (laughs) it certainly finds you (laughs) and if it's a lot of money definitely but um but when you want it and you it's you going out there to work on it then you want to hear what you need to hear Mm. Um, Mm. and and getting to the point of being able to go you're right i'm acknowledging it and that's Mm. the first step of probably awareness yeah and when you started working with your personal coach you could acknowledge what they were telling you pretty much straight away or was there a bit of resistance around that definitely would have been easier with time yeah yeah. without a doubt but again the readiness and the mindset and okay it's time Mm, mm. then you are more open so rather than being closed and defensive yeah you are open to it yeah yeah okay well some people just want to pay the money and and go through the motions and yeah. pretend that they're doing something and so they can say that they're ticking a box or get whatever. the result at the end it's like yeah, yeah putting something not, something not in the microwave it. and it's it's hot 60 seconds later rather than putting it in the oven and waiting yeah. why at that point in your life did you feel the desire to move from a business coach to a personal coach and want to work on yourself yeah it was actually prompted by my business coach thinking back so for a couple of reasons um i was growing at a great rate of knots in business and i had so many ideas and i was executing and things were going so well in that space and then he actually grew a business that became extremely successful so he stepped back from coaching and he said hey you know what when i was going through this time um, before i got to where i am now i used this guy 
Mm. And it was it wasn't a business coach, it was someone who worked on me. I think you should consider using him because you got this business thing nailed like you you're going out you're smashing this stuff you you're not, you're not short of ideas you can test your ideas on yourself and other people and come to good decisions I don't think you need me anymore but on your personal side I don't know if he saw something in me that I didn't see in me or he just thought you know what well, I got so much out of this guy yeah and I think anyone could get so much out of this guy yeah so I went that route how old were you at the time uh, 29 okay so yeah. I'm 32 now yeah 28 yeah okay yeah yeah so I mean you've you've seen a bit of the world by by that stage and, and you've had had a reasonable amount of life experience you've got marriage you've got kids so mm. I guess the business coach would have seen me juggling the family and the kids mm. and the home life and that sort of stuff and knowing that that's so important because if you don't have that right then you're not going to be right at work so that like for me that's a massive work on all the time like going through stuff right now just working on a creating mm. structure and a plan and trying to design my my home life to work with my work life because that's just like this constant tug of war yeah yeah and like what are the big things that you have noticed from improving your self-awareness like how has that affected your home life but also your business life as well well being able to take feedback on more mm-hmm mm-hmm um, not having to, to be right, I guess. I think for anything, if you've got awareness around it, you can make positive changes to fix whatever the thing is. The yeah. first step is awareness. Like, I've got a drinking problem. It's not me, right? I've got a drinking problem. Okay, I can work on my drinking mm. problem now. Yeah. If you're in denial, if you're going, no, I don't have a drinking problem. No, I don't have a dr- I'm not an alcoholic. No, no, I just like a drink. Oh, it's only six a night. Mm, mm. you're not going to change anything because you don't have the awareness around it the moment that you say you know what I've got a problem or I need help or whatever it is then you can actually start seeing that and then you can start putting things in place to to fix that or yeah. work on or, or improve yeah so you're I'm not an alcoholic but like <laughs> I'm a very light drinker yeah really your idea, ability to kind of identify and acknowledge problems for yourself has just improved exponentially over the last few few years you've been working with this coach yeah but a lot of work to do yeah oh yeah and I, I think our whole lives we should be working on ourselves our mm. mindsets our skills yeah. if, if we don't we're just sitting there waiting for death yeah and i think if you when you stop it's you start to go you start to go backwards with yep. it and like one way that i think about it, obviously my, my background is in kind of the the, the physical rehabilitation realm and there's no exercise you can do that is going to keep you strong forever and there's no stretch that you can do that's going to keep you flexible forever that you need to keep repeating that process and keep doing it over and over again and it's like it's one of the things that the all blacks do at the end of the game is that they sweep out the changing room mm-hmm. and they need to keep sweeping it out because it gets dirty again no one looks after the all blacks the all blacks look after yeah the yeah so you need to you need to keep going with the, with the process around that as well so i mean in terms of working on your self-awareness kind of on a weekly basis or monthly basis what does that look like for you do you have projects or do you have routines i'm big on yeah i'm big on structure and routines so yeah and lists as well so it's, it's, that's a really good question I've, I've got a quote for you and it's a common quote and I've changed it so you know if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got I believe mm. that's not right anymore 
because mm, the world's okay. moving so fast that you won't always get what you've always got. No, that's You'll true. You'll actually go backwards. Yeah. So just on the other stuff that you were saying. But how does that look on a weekly basis? So I don't work with that coach anymore. Um, so I don't have that weekly accountability. I'm into a different stage of my um, life and career where I'm working with another very specific coach for certain things in the business. So I guess that's just the tools that you pick up over time. So big on structure and routine, um, reflection, affirmations, um, and and knowing and aware like just you know the the total awareness of things. Mm. Uh, and I'm far from perfect, so just having that awareness in the first place is a huge thing if you know i'll give you one example and this isn't to do with yourself or anything it's like if you are aware that you say um all the time every time you say um you'll know and then Mm. you can start taking action on it definitely and actually having a podcast that was quite uh (laughs) that brought out all my kind of picked up on all my verbal tics to start with because uh i mean recently i've over the last probably year, I've had an editor uh, editing because it's definitely my least favorite part of the podcast uh, process. So thank you, Jyland, for your awesome editing skills, buddy. Um, but when I first did it, I edited probably 100, 150 episodes. And you listen back and you think, and I say cool a lot. Or <laughs> no, I was saying I'm a lot in that one. So I think that that reflection of your practices is really important and that reflection starts to build the awareness as well i'm interested in your affirmations though do you have a certain time of day that you do those or a certain kind of task that you do them around or feeling that you have where you use them i started like that but that didn't suit me Mm -hmm. i just said um see i'm aware of that now yeah i've said a couple as well that didn't i wish i didn't say that that didn't really suit me so now it's now it's any time any time that i'm with myself and i can find the time to go okay here we go so that could be lying down in bed that could be sitting at my computer screen where it's time to zone out from that and just get myself in a space that could be leading up to a meeting that could be a yoga that could be any number of different things but it's not a fixed time so I know some people are doing mornings and nights and that sort of thing that's not my routine my routine is squeeze as many as in as I can when I can when I feel like I need them yeah and are you happy to share your favorite one at the moment my favorite one's always been my favorite one and it's um it is it sounds like an airy fairy kumbaya sort of tie-dye campfire moment but it's it's your background man just embrace that i did grow up in paikokariki so i didn't mention that but they're you know the the hippies are there so but this didn't come from that so this actually came from a book that i was reading when we were going around europe i managed to find this winner's bible it was about this big it was 1200 pages and i'm not a big reader i'm slightly dyslexic i read a page about eight times before it sinks into Mm -hmm. the brain um but one of the one of the books had this in it and it's infinite spirit please bring me all that is mine by divine right in the perfect way i said it was a bit kumbaya but Mm. that's that's the one and i sort of channel it and bring it in and and it's useful for many occasions that could be wealth it could be business it could be for an outcome in a meeting it could be for relationships it could be whatever but there's all sorts of other ones so um a really good one is and I used this when I was stuck in a place in my life. We'd been on the OE, we got back, I'd had the corporate jobs, 
they were chasing me to go back. I didn't want to go back. My wife gave me a deadline. You've got two weeks, figure out what business you're going to start or where you're going to go or you're going back to the bank, which was the previous industry. And it was, I cast the burden of something. So I cast the burden of not knowing what I'm going to do with my career on the spirit within and I go free to find my perfect career. Okay. And I used that every day and I got to day 13 of day 14, right? Of the mm-hmm. <laughs> of the deadline. And I said, this stupid bloody thing, it is not working. It's just not working. Nothing's coming along. And then all of a sudden out of thin air on the last day, something came up and it was actually this company. So a guy was starting this company. I didn't start it. A guy was mm. starting this company. He was looking for people. It was um, apply to join us if you've got two years real estate experience and a successful track record in the, in the industry. And I said, I've got neither of those things, but you want to meet me. And I got a meeting the same day and I skipped on out of there and that was this. And I was like, that thing, man, it works. Mm, interesting. Interesting. It's, it's fascinating how that stuff, that stuff works. And I think, I mean, it's, it's something you, is really difficult to explain through science. Um, Absolutely, you can't underestimate the universe. No, no, I'm and a I th- big believer. And I think there's, uh, I mean, science is science is great, but there's a lot of stuff that we know now that we didn't know 50 years ago um, about all sorts of things. So in 50 years' time, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff that we know that we don't know today. So maybe actually we'll have figured out why affirmations work. Um, the scientific process behind them. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there's too many things in my life that have been manifested and, you know, vision boards Mm, and goals mm. and putting things out and getting things back. There's too many things for it to be a coincidence. And when you read books like Think and Grow Rich, The Secret, it's it's all there. So, you know, they took these uh, billionaires, millionaires from back in the old days and they said, what do you do and what do you do that's differently? And even now the studies show, you know, the difference between highly successful billionaires and millionaires. They, there was a study, I can't remember who did it, but they took a huge cross-section and they were like, what is the difference between these guys operating at this level and these guys operating at a lower level? And it was actually meditation and mindfulness. Mm. That was the only thing that they could put it down to. So what are they doing when they're meditating? They're, they're manifesting something. Mm. I completely didn't expect the interview to go here, by the way. No, no, no. It's not something that I'd usually open up to um, sort of anyone about what I do around that stuff. But I guess, you know, along the lines of your uncomfortable podcast, comfortable being uncomfortable, Mm. whatever, um, casting the burden of something and then going free to be able to get whatever outcome, that's definitely a, a technique yeah yeah just let it go you cast it cast the burden of not whatever on the spirit within and i go free to get whatever or do whatever or whatever it is Mm, yeah yeah i wasn't expecting it to go here either but i'm liking it at the moment um (laughs) if we like if we come back a little bit to emotional intelligence as well um and i think again kind of if you couple that with self-awareness then so that opens up so much opportunity for Mm. you I mean how have you worked on your emotional intelligence over time Uh, look a big one at the moment and we've actually introduced it 
in the company as a value is curiosity. Mm, yeah. Curiosity. Uh, and I, I more than anyone in the company needed curiosity because it would be easy to just write someone off or think, oh, they're just hopeless or they don't sell because they, they don't do any work or, you know, whatever it might be, or they're just hopeless. Well, mm. why? What, what's behind it? Mm-hmm. So curiosity for those sorts of things, curiosity for yourself, um, that's, that's something like right now mm. as a work on for that area. Yeah, yeah rather than just throwing toys and swearing and just going off in a direction actually stopping and breathing and thinking why and then asking why again and then asking why again and about by the third time you might have something yeah you're starting to get closer i think it's seven is the magic number with that isn't it you need to before you as you peel the layers of the onion back before you get to uh the root cause of it i think one is um better than none oh definitely definitely and i think as you say that it's like the, the easy option um, with anything is to just accept it and just let it happen and then react to it yeah. but actually stopping being curious and asking why you're going to find out some interesting things and then if you repeatedly ask why and go a bit deeper and deeper um, and maybe you need to ask why at different times as well like when I started on my journey of kind of self-awareness like the first why was really hard and it was really uncomfortable because I hadn't really done it before but also it started to bring up some answers that I was like oh I don't know if I like that Um, so I couldn't ask another why straight away but letting it rest for a bit coming back to it and asking that why again couple of days later or a couple of weeks later I could take things a little bit deeper as well even just the first part of what you said was just stop before you ask the why Mm. you know even me just stopping because I'm a hundred miles an hour yeah even me just stopping instead of um, something outcome bang react Mm. just the stopping and pausing for a minute yeah yeah and I think that's like the the pace of the world is ramping up as well so it's easy to get caught up in that and it's easy to get caught up in the go, 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 go. Um, and I think like with, with your profession as well, um, in, in real estate, there's like millions of things happening all at once. So you can get kind of dragged along with that. Um, and in, in a whole lot of other professions as well and just in life. I mean, you can sit there and just yeah, entertain yourself scrolling on your phone for, for hours and, and get caught up in that. So it's, becoming more and more rare that we get the opportunity to to stop so we're probably not as good at it as our grandparents were i am terrible at it so this is one of my major areas to to fix to work on um i'm I'm terrible at it my mind goes a million miles an hour i'm always wanting to work i'm always thinking about things the next thing actually just stopping is very very difficult for me so there's a few things that I put in place to try. All I can do is try, but a few things that I put in place. So um, exercise, so mm-hmm. the gym in the morning. I can quieten my mind a little bit, but even then it's it's very busy. Uh, the, the one thing that I've found, so meditation's very difficult for a busy mind and mm. been to the mindfulness classes and worked on things around that. But the one thing that I've found, it's the only thing that, Oh, sport is one thing 
got a busy mind in another way so I sit in the middle mm. of the park and I read the game and sort of try and run a game but poorly but that's where my, my mind goes uh, but hot yoga has been the thing which mm. is the most unlikely thing my wife took me on a date night she's like we're going to hot yoga I was like oh my god this is the worst date night in history <laughs> I'd rather just stay at home and, um, and being competitive I got in there and I tried to do all these moves that all these people were doing that know how to do it yeah yeah and, and been I, doing it for I years I broke yeah. something <laughs> uh, but I found that I really enjoyed it so the heat and then the focusing on the movement and, and stretching your body to a point where you feel your body mm. and you're sort of focusing on that rather than thinking about the hundred things that yep. go on. And at the start of a class, they say, set your intention for the class. At the end of the class, there's about a five to 10 minute sort of unwind where mm. you're just quiet at peace. And that's a good time for affirmations or just to try and quiet in the busy mind because there's so much stuff that goes on all day, every day. Yeah, and I find, I find the same thing with yoga is that it's great for quieting your mind, quietening your mind, and like it's it can be a pretty intense physical workout as well. Like you get into some pretty hard poses, uh, and if you're not focused on the movement, and if you're not focused on holding some of those positions, then you're gonna fall out of them. That's the key because you you're so focused on getting there or staying there that you can't mm. really think about anything else at the time. Yeah, yeah. And one other thing, and I don't know if you have found this, but with yoga, one of the other big learnings that I've taken away from it is when you get to that end point where you think, I can't go any further, it's not about trying to push into that. It's about trying to relax through it. Yeah. And if you can relax through it, actually you can go a lot further than if you try and just keep jamming and pushing at the end of the movement. Sounds like you're more of a yoga pro than I am. But I try it. I try it at the try it in the next class. Try it in the next class. Um, mostly my my yoga is uh, on YouTube. So right, yeah. And actually, yoga is great for improving your self awareness as well, because you're kind of scanning your body and and what's going on with that as well. So you practice that that reflection mm. and that feedback loop. Um, you feel good afterwards too. So mm. you know it can it can really set depending on there's a morning class or whatever, it, it can set you up for the day. Yeah. Mm. Just quieten things down and, and get that focus for the day. Sam, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing at the moment? Uh, things that we've already discussed. So mm. around quietening my mind, around um, structure, family time, uh, connection with my wife, you know, these things that uh, being busy and having a busy mind, these things are difficult. Yeah. And if you can do that stuff and if you can do them better, what what are you going to get out of that? Well, you need, you need good balance all around to be successful or to, to perform at your best. So, you know, it's not just coming to work and delivering. Home needs to be good your rest and relaxation needs to be good every your health your fitness like everything needs to be good to be operating at that peak level so what you get out of it is every area of your life improves not just the one that you're working on mm. without a doubt 
Yeah. I was hoping you were going to answer some something along those lines. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, mate. Just mindful of the time, you probably need to shoot away to something else. But I've got some questions that I like to ask everyone towards the end of the conversation. And I prepped you with these. So let's see let's see what, you, what you've come up with. What was the last uncomfortable, or what was it, maybe what was the last challenging thing that you did? And how did you get through it? You prepped me with these and I've still got nothing. So <laughs> what was the last time that you were uncomfortable? And all I could come up with was I feel like I've become comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Mm. You know, there's been so many challenges and so many things come up on a regular basis that could seem huge to some people. But I feel comfortable dealing with almost every situation yeah. unless there's a death or a major something mm. huge like some of the things we come across and, and that we have to deal with they could be huge for people mm. but I just don't feel them as huge so yeah if you if you think like Sam 10 years ago though like with the challenges that you have to deal with today how would Sam 10 years ago have responded to that like would he have been no way near yeah. as well because everything that we do shapes who we are now yeah. either positively or negatively mm. so going through that growth journey and and it's only a short period of time 10 years but you mm. can achieve so much personally and business wise or whatever that you're a very different person 10 years on than than what you were before if you are you know on that journey if you're actively going down that way so i can only imagine it's a much better much more comfortable much more measured much more calculated response now than it was 10 years ago yeah yeah and i mean that again the way that i kind of think about that is is from like a progressive training thing like when you first go down to the gym your first workout is hard totally yeah but you if you consistently keep going back like we talked about if you keep sweeping out the sweeping out the room if you keep working on your self-awareness your emotional intelligence you keep putting yourself in those hard situations you slowly get better and better and better and better at them and i'm sure there's some stuff out there at the moment that you're like if you think of it you're like man that would be actually pretty hard but sam in 10 years time you're like i do this every day mm. with that being said that segues nicely into my next question What's the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do, Sam? And why is that uncomfortable for you? Going to the uncomfortable place is touching on the stuff that we've already touched on before mm. around the mindfulness, the connection, the being present. So that's uncomfortable for me. So the you know how I said I would work every day? Mm. And, and, and I don't, my wife will probably watch this. <laughs> I, I don't mean it in this way. Like, I hate the weekends. Yeah. I don't like I love my family so much and my kids and the uncomfortable part for me is working through switching off and being present being present creating connection good relationships it's easier to do what I'm good at yeah so uncomfortable is over here where you're not as good as at, at these things so switching off and and relationships and being present it doesn't it's not natural for me so that's mm. that's uncomfortable so going there and pushing through that and and I'm having to treat that like a business because business is comfortable so creating a plan around my personal life mm. booking time in like it's an appointment 
creating structure, creating a business plan around how a relationship works or around uh, how I get my mind quiet or create connection or be present or um, enjoy my kids and, and these sorts of things. So I have to treat it like that. And yeah. that's, I guess, when you're not as good at something, that's probably where people are more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a cool way to think about it. And I mean, my last question is around strategies. And I mean, you have just outlined a pretty awesome strategy just then. I don't know if you'd come up with another one at all as well, but I think... I actually forgot the questions. Did you? Oh, sweet. I that's right. uncomfortable, <laughs> and, uncomfortable <laughs> and I thought, yeah. I have got nothing to answer these questions, but we're going So I mean, the, the final question was, what strategies do you use to approach the uncomfortable? And I mean, you have just, you've outlined beautifully one there in terms of, Hey, this is an area of my of my life that I am uncomfortable in. So what I do is I take a framework from an area that I am comfortable in, and I apply it to that area, and I treat it uh, treat it like that. For me, that's kind of that's that's the physical side of things. So I'm pretty good at training. Um, I mean, we've got a young kid at the moment, so I'm not as good at training but I still understand how to be good at training so working on things uh, outside of that as well in terms of building my self-awareness and emotional intelligence or kind of starting to kick off a business as well is that I can apply this physical training uh, game competition framework to that area those areas of my life that are more uncomfortable mm. um, Mindset's huge too, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Like if you look at the mindset, I'm, I'm a huge believer of about 80% mindset, 20% skill, maybe 90% mindset, 10% skill. Yeah. Just having your mind right and, and believing, you know, having an unwavering belief that you can make something work or do something or that it will be okay or mm. um, what's the worst that could happen? You know, what's the worst that could happen? What's the best that can happen? What's the probable thing? make a decision mm. and they, they say uh, it's scientific I've got a quote out on my wall out there they say that a decision that you make within the first five seconds is right most of the time yeah 90% of the time or something mm. there's also another interesting one actually there's no such thing as a right decision there's only Good a decision yep. and it's up to you to make it right after you've made it great point Sam, I've got a couple of quick questions left for you, buddy. I just want to say thank you so much for, for taking the time to have a catch up with me, but also thank you for being an example of someone who is, uh, who's really good in business as well, but also understands, hey, to get better, I work on myself and I work on some of the uncomfortable facets uh, that I need to address. You can control that. Mm-hmm. It's in your control, right? Yeah. So many things are outside of your control, but you can control that. So I like that. Mm. Um, easy question for you, mate. If people enjoy listening to you, if they enjoy watching you, how can they do more of that? Where can they go to, to of check me? out? Of you, yeah. Oh, well, okay. So the listening thing isn't so great because I'm a monotone sort of guy. <laughs> I don't have that much variation or pitch. So this thing isn't really made for me, but videos, you can see my body language and get, yeah, yeah, get a little yeah. bit more. Um, so I have a Facebook page, Real Estate with Sam McIntyre, MC for the McIntyre. I am on LinkedIn, so Sam McIntyre on LinkedIn, you can connect with me there. 
I've got Instagram at Sam Tall Poppy, and I've got a YouTube channel which got started and will probably get revived and reinvigorated because I've seen some amazing stuff on YouTube ads recently and you have to jump on that. So I will be getting that going. I, I think I persevered with it for about a month and then I thought no one's watching these. You need to build the audience. There's more strategy involved around this. So that's the answer to that question. But more than happy to chat to anyone. Um, I put out a daily video every single day. I made a commitment at the start of the year, a video a day every day to add value to people. So business people or just people in general, uh, real estate agents uh, a lot specifically. So you can grab me every day. Mm. And uh, valuable life lessons for people who aren't real estate agents as well. Uh, final question for you, mate. Do you have a challenge to leave me and the listeners with? Do you want me to kick my phone off? That's my beautiful wife. Is she watching? Hello. She's probably watching. So <laughs> saying all that stuff. For? You're talking crap. I've like opened up far too much. Normally, I'm a very closed yeah. sort of. Uh, I, I so feel privileged. Shall we restart the question? Yeah. Your great editor will yeah, yeah. fix we'll that, edit up. that out. Unfortunately, my life won't fix that. But no, let's that's, edit that's that. all right. Last question. Uh, last question is: Do you have a challenge to leave me and the listeners with this week? Do something that makes you uncomfortable. There you go. All right. You'll grow. Good. Good. Yeah. You'll grow, won't you? You will, mate. You will. Sam McIntyre, thank you so much for thank getting uncomfortable much. with me today. Cheers, mate. Thank you, live. See you guys. I'm going to turn you off with my little moon boat. <laughs>be you have it team i hope you enjoyed that one with sam there's a lot of practical stuff in there that you can take away apply to your day-to-day life to help you get better at doing the hard stuff and speaking of doing hard stuff i'm currently doing some coaching for real estate agents and other people in the sales background as well about harnessing motivation about refining the application and also about optimizing your implementation. So the the why, the how, and the do. If that is something that you'd be interested in having a bit of a, a chat to me about to see if it would be helpful for you, uh, you can reach out to me. Email is uncomfortableisokay at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, uncomfortableisokay. Or look me up on LinkedIn as well, Chris Desmond, and would love to have a chat to see if I can be of value to you. Thank you so much, as always, to Jyland for your awesome editing skills, buddy. Thank you to my brother, Jeremy Desmond, for the amazing theme music. And as always, thank you to you guys for taking the time to get uncomfortable with Sam and I today.